Welcome to the Runners Connect Run to the Top Extra Kick Extra Kick Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Run to the Top Extra Kick Daily Podcast. I am your host, one of the coaches here at Runners Connect, Hayley Munn. And today I want to talk to you about something that is very relevant at this time of year, and that is how not to get sick this winter. I guess you guys all know how frustrating it can be to get ill, maybe when you're in the middle of peak training for your marathon preps, or maybe even the week before your race. It seems like there's never a good time to come down with a cold or a flu as a runner. And there might even be evidence that runners suffer more frequently from upper respiratory tract infections, uh, like a cold. Why might athletes be more at risk? Well, uh, there is some evidence to suggest that strenuous exercise, so periods of heavy training, can actually decrease your immunity uh, temporarily. So whilst it's like a, a sort of steady amount of training, a small amount of training, um, more than recommended exercise actually might decrease your risk of illness. Doing like a lot of training and putting a lot of stress on the body, like for example in marathon or race-specific training, can actually slightly increase your risk of illness. Not to mention the fact that travel competition is is a major risk factor in in developing an illness or even competitions themselves when you've got a lot of athletes together in one place. So there are things that athletes can do to modify this risk from a lifestyle perspective, things like sleep, management of training load, avoiding overtraining and good hygiene practices can really help. And of course, avoiding people with uh, colds and flu as much as you can, as as harsh as it may sound, perhaps visiting... uh, uh, your mom, when she's uh, very sick with the flu, probably maybe not a good idea in the week before your marathon, as long as she's got someone to look after her, of course. But there are things you can do nutritionally to modify your risk and make yourself less likely to come down with a cold. And I'm going to mostly talk about what supplements actually have proven benefits against cold and flu, because I know there's a lot of supplements with anecdotal evidence, but there's only a small amount with actual proven evidence behind them but I will quickly cover calories because that's really important if you get a calorie deficit during training so you're not eating enough calories to support your your energy expenditure then your immunity is going to be the one of the first things to suffer so that's a really good place to start if you're struggling to eat properly get enough snacks in refuel well then that's going to really have a knock-on effect on your immune system so start there and because getting enough calories and protein is really key I can't stress that enough post-training there's actually a window of opportunity for infection so after a hard training session you'll probably experience a temporary drop in immunity so that's really a window where a cold or flu virus can take hold but taking on board carbohydrates and proteins can actually prevent this drop in immunity from occurring So another really key thing you can do is to take on some carbohydrates and protein as soon as you can following a hard training session or um, a long run. That's going to help prevent that drop in immunity and put your body in a better place for fighting off any infections. So if you're really good with your nutrition in general, are there obviously when talking about supplements, I always recommend getting your diet perfect to start with and That's sort of the 99% here and the supplements are the 1%. But if you do have a really good diet and you're really maximizing what you can do on that front, there are some supplements that actually do have evidence to suggest they reduce the risk of infection. 
There are lots that are anecdotally suggested to reduce the risk of infection, but we'll just cover the ones that actually have proven scientific evidence behind them. The first one that's got a lot of recent evidence and excitement about it is zinc. It goes without saying that having a zinc deficiency probably isn't going to be very good for your immunity, but actually for just anyone, uh, some studies suggest that uh, zinc lozenges can be really helpful. The studies have all focused on lozenges here, so it may be that they have a particular effect via something they're doing in in the mouth and the fact that they're staying in the mouth uh, for longer. So dissolving those in the mouth reduced uh, the duration of the infection by three days when taken less than 24 hours after the onset of symptoms and for the duration of the illness. So that's pretty good evidence that they can really help. Uh, the optimum dose is yet to be determined. Um, and you don't want to go overboard because they can have uh, some negative side effects if you take too much. But um, if you get a zinc lozenge and you follow the instructions on the packet, then I think you might be doing a good thing to reduce the severity and the duration of any cause that you do get. I definitely have started using zinc lozenges at the first sign of coming down with a cold, and it does seem to, for me, although I realise that's not as good as an evidence-backed study, but I do find that the zinc lozenges, it's definitely from what I've read, it's worth taking, and they seem to help. Probiotics, they've also been talked about a lot for their effects on gut health, and it might be via this effect on gut health that they actually improve immunity, but they have been shown to have promising effects on athletes' immune health. In fact, one trial of a, of a particular probiotic supplement called Lactobacillus fermentum, I just found this one, uh, this study online when I was looking through some papers, so that may not be the accurate pronunciation, but there you go. Um, you take that uh, different studies have used different probiotics this one's got some evidence for reducing cold it seems like a different type of probiotic is more effective for different things like perhaps a different probiotic for gut health a different probiotic for immunity but um, scientists aren't totally sure on that yet but definitely uh, this probiotic lactobacillus fermentum for 28 days reduced the number of days of upper respiratory tract infections and the severity of the symptoms and like uh, a meta-analysis, so analysis that looked at all the studies that have been done on probiotics, actually found that probiotic supplementation shortened the duration of uh, infections by two days and reduced the incidence by 50%. So half as much chance that you'll get an infection. Um, as the benefit outweighs the risk of with these pre probiotics, it's definitely worth considering a supplement with a good probiotic during periods of heavy training, travel or life stress when your immunity might not be quite so good. Okay, so vitamin C, finally. This is one that you've probably heard quite a lot about. It's always talked about in the context of immunity. Like when I was younger, if I was ill, my mum was like, have an orange. <laughs> so uh, you can definitely get this from your diet, from fruit and vegetables. And uh, actually... Though the, the uh, doses that have been used in studies that show positive effects from the vitamin C actually use really high doses. So we're talking more supplements here. Um, in studies of marathon runners, skiers and even soldiers, vitamin C given at uh, 0.25 to 1 gram per day was shown to decrease upper respiratory tract incidence by 52%. And in one study of ultramarathoners, 
who are obviously putting quite a lot of stress on their bodies, 600 milligram per day of vitamin C for three weeks prior to a 90 kilometers ultramarathon reduced the incidence of uh, upper respiratory infection in the two-week post-race period. That's probably a period of time when you're quite likely to pick something up. So, yeah, studies have shown quite clearly that there are benefits of vitamin C supplementation at 0.25 to 1 gram per day. That's quite a lot, so probably um, a supplement can help there. It's not recommended to always take it during training because, uh, as I've covered in another podcast, taking antioxidants, which vitamin C is, uh, at high doses during training can sometimes... There is some evidence suggesting it can actually blunt training adaptations, so you don't gain as much from that training. But during periods of heavy stress, training or travel, or when you're taping for a race and you don't want to get a cold, but you're not too worried about the training adaptations, you could consider uh, a quarter to a gram per day of vitamin C. Finally, of the evidence-based supplements, vitamin D. It's commonly low in winter. I'm actually low at the minute, so I'm taking a supplement. It's especially true in the UK where we don't get much sun at this time of year. Um, And that's because it's produced as a result of the sun's rays and we actually get very little from the diet. It has many roles to play, bone health, muscle health, muscle function, but immunity is a big one um, with vitamin D. And there is evidence for a benefit of a supplement or at least maintaining optimal levels of vitamin D in improving immunity. And deficiency or insufficiency, which can be shown by a blood test, if you are in those groups, it's going to very likely be beneficial for you to take a supplement in terms of immunity to restore to normal levels. And actually 50% of athletes in the winter have been shown in certain places to be deficient or insufficient in vitamin D. So while that might be able to be achieved by safe sunlight exposure in the summer, where a screening or blood test indicates you're insufficient, a thousand international units per day of vitamin D3 supplementation in the winter it's probably sensible. Although I would suggest a blood test there and your doctor can help you with that because you're unlikely to see a benefit if you have optimal levels and actually at very high levels, it can be toxic. So uh, a blood test is best. So there's some supplements with proven effects on human immunity. It's worth noting there are a lot more that are said to have an effect, but the evidence of these isn't strong. So I don't really want to talk about those because I don't think it's worth throwing your money down the drain at this point for those supplements. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you've learned something and I hope you have a fantastic day.